we both had swords and we both had shields till he threw down his weapons and walked off the field heaven please teach me how to reconcile this love and resentment yeah lord knows i'm trying to hush my heart i'm still taste the smoke it's the earth that was scorched so that no more could grow and now every night he steals in like a thief leaving only his candle to burn through my dreams hush my heart was Rebecca Muir, an absolutely amazing singer-songwriter that's going to be featured on this EP edition of The Vinyl Experience. Rebecca originally hails from Halifax, Nova Scotia, from the eastern coast of Canada, but now calls Boston home. She was awarded a scholarship to the Berklee School of Music in 2005 and has since remained a permanent fixture in Boston's music scene. She thrived at Berklee, sharing the stage with such icons as Paul Simon and Gloria Estefan, to name just a few. 
She performed a duet of Roll With It with Steve Winwood, and I honestly feel that she not only held her own, but that she owned that stage whenever she sang. What really impressed me initially about Rebecca, however, was not her voice, but rather her generosity. Her first EP, Misfits, was recently released, and Rebecca, feeling that she should give something back as she'd been so fortunate in getting her scholarship, has been donating 100% of the proceeds to charities. The American Cancer Society for sales in the United States, and the IWK Children's Hospital for sales in Canada. She's now working toward her second CD and has been accepting donations via Feed the Muse. What she's discovered is that a lot of people have been so impressed with her generosity that they've been willing to help her succeed. We all want good things for good people. happy to have on the show a very talented artist who is actually quite proud to say fellow Canadian uh, but has made the move to Boston to study music there and to I would assume has stayed there because it's quite a hotbed for popular music right now as well. That said, where she came from as well was equally steeped in musical history, and she managed to prove herself there enough to again make the leap to Berkeley. Okay, so welcome to the show, Rebecca. Very, very happy that you took the time to to come on the show and be ever patient with the problems that we've experienced on my end. It's great to have you on the show. 
Well, thanks for having me. So you do come from Nova Scotia. I do. And born and raised there? Yeah, um, I was born and raised in Halifax. And music is so important on the East Coast, and I would hazard to say more important there than I've ever experienced anywhere else in the country. Really? Wow. That's, I mean, that's special. I, uh... I haven't lived anywhere else in the country. So. Yeah, I've, I've traveled quite a bit. And uh, and one of the things that I found about the East Coast and the people there, too, and there's so much talent over there. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it's something that's really a part of the culture, as opposed to a lot of other places where it's just there. You know what I mean? Sure, I do, actually. Um, and I shouldn't say I've never lived anywhere else. I briefly live in, in Calgary, but um, definitely... It is, and my parents are musicians as well. So I guess for me, um, it's harder to to, necessar- to necessarily know what it was like for <laughs> somebody who grew up maybe with uh, parents who had regular jobs. Um, to me, I was just surrounded by music so much all the time from as for as long as I can remember that I just never really saw anything else. <laughs> right. And your parents, what, like musicians in terms of playing an instrument or both singers as well? or um, They're both professional musicians uh my father uh is a keyboardist an organ player i don't know if you're if you're canadian which i didn't know you were um do you know dutch mason yeah i believe so the prime minister of the blues yeah yeah <laughs> so my father used to play in his band and a bunch of other bands um and my mom um is a singer and an actress so yeah so you had yeah. you had folks that really encouraged this in you yeah, I was very fortunate. <laughs> a lot of other parents may call it a foolish fancy or just something to do in your spare time. You yeah. had the fortunate, like the, the the fortunate upbringing of having parents who were willing to nurture that in you. Absolutely, I was so lucky, and I'm still lucky because it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I knew it wasn't going to be glamorous because I, you know, fortunately did grow up with parents who did that in a professional way but it was hard for them too i mean we never really had any money (laughs) and uh and so i i knew what i was getting into i thought but i mean it's very it's very difficult and um, they continue to help me with in any way that they can well any kind of creative endeavor when you want to do it as a career is going to be something where it's a huge leap of faith because you don't know from project to project how well it's going to go yeah, it's very difficult, but you know, it's so worth it. <laughs> oh, no, I completely agree. Yeah, it's so worth it. Now, your music is this phenomenal blend of blues and soul with a touch of jazz every once in a while, and it suits your voice so absolutely perfectly. And what I've been finding is that, at least from what I've seen so far, you're staying very true to that. Have you actually experimented with a lot of other Jean's as well, or have you been sticking mainly with that? <laughs> the funny is, it's so funny to hear you say that, actually. Um, the EP that I put out is, um, well, it's older. I, I released it recently, but it's been recorded. It was recorded several years ago. Uh, actually, some of it was recorded in Canada, um, in Halifax, and some of it was recorded here with Boston musicians. And I don't know if you noticed, but every song on the EP is a different genre. There's one that's neo soul. There's well, there's two that are like singer songwritery acoustic. Uh, there's one that's like Motowny and one that's like sort of like rootsy, uh, southern rocky, and um, it's just strange because no one ever really knew what to do with me, uh, and they were like, "You should really try to 
uh, focus and figure out what your sound is because no one's going to know how to market you and no one's going to know how to do this or that. And honestly, Roger, this, I've written so much music this past year and it's not anything like what's on my EP, like at all. And See, it's I, really, <laughs> it's funny because when I'm hearing your music there, it, it may not be exactly the same, um, Jean, but it's like some other musicians that I've played on the show were in, it's still their style. Maybe I should have worded it that mm-hmm. way. You've still got a very unique style. Thanks in no small part to the amazing voice that you have. And it still has that same feel to it throughout. And that means a lot to me. Thank it's, you. It is something, yeah, it's nice because when you're someone that you want to have that memorable something, then as soon as somebody hears you, they know, oh yeah, that's you. And see, I found that very much when I was going through your videos on YouTube, and I'll post the link as well on the show notes, but when I was going through your videos, especially the video where you sang with Steve Winwood, the, the, the angle is so far back that you can't actually see that it's you initially but then as soon as you started singing it was like yeah there that's her that it was just so memorable oh well thank you i yeah. guess i'm that's really encouraging to hear that now what um, was that video for anyway the one that you sang with steve winwood that was um when i graduated berkeley was just the most amazing thing oh we're going to touch on that later yeah we will but um that was when i graduated from berkeley and um steve winwood happened to be getting an honorary doctorate from the the university or the college i guess um that year and so when they the way berkeley runs is uh, they usually choose several um really amazing uh talents or artists um and and give them honorary doctorates every year and then at the end of the year when all the students graduate they put on a big concert and they honor the music of the honorary doctorate doctorees or doctorates um so that concert the concert that year had a lot of steve winwood's music in it but he only performed that one song so i i felt I, and I've actually loved that. I've loved oh, yeah. that song for a very long time. So I was just high as a kite thinking that I could, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to sing this with him. So um, he, that was just what that was for. It was the commencement concert. Your heart must have been beating 100 miles an hour. That was very cool. It must have been amazing. But what I loved about the video, and and he, this speaks volumes about not just your voice, but you as a performer, is that you held your own. I mean, you held your own with Steve Winwood on the stage. And what's more, I would even say there were points, you made him look like a chump. It was amazing. You oh, sounded no. <laughs> fantastic. I, I was blown away by your voice. Well, that's so nice of you to say. I don't know that <laughs> that, I, that oh, I would go there. I would, and I did. So there, Steve, if you're listening, there, chump. <laughs> opportunities through Berkeley and we'll, we'll get into some of those as well in a moment but um, how did it come about what was the whole what prompted you to to oh go to Berkeley or were you kind of did people approach you 
No, it's just the most incredible story, really. Um, it's honestly, uh, it's it's sort of like if I told you that I just won $10 million. Um, I was in Halifax, and I was um, singing in a, a, a band with this musician named Mike Cowie, and we did some of his original material, and we did a bunch of covers, and we played all over the place, like weddings, clubs, private functions, and... There's a man, I don't know if he'd be comfortable if I mentioned his name, actually, so maybe, maybe I won't, but anybody on the East Coast knows who he is. Um, and he, we used to do private events in his home um, and also for his company. And so over the years, I had sort of, over several years, I had sort of met him several times and, you know, performed in his home for his family. And um, he would always say, well, what what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You really need to go to school. And at the time, I've always known since I was, as you know, since I was born that I was a singer. That's the one word I would use to identify myself. Um, and now that's shifted to more artists, but it used to just be singer. And so I've always known, but at this at this point in my life, I was very confused about what I was doing, um, and I was experiencing some experiencing some anxiety, and uh, so I was just kind of not very focused. And he was always like, "You need to just do this and do that." And then one day, I just sort of woke up and I was like, "What? I'm 23 or I'm 22 or however however old I was at the time," and I was like, "Why am I not singing? Like, why am I not?" you know, pursuing this thing. I know this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. I've always known. And it just so happened that, you know, right around that time, we had a gig at his home for his company. Um, and I saw him and I, you know, he was asking me how I was doing as he always does. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm going to sing, I'm just going to do it. And I don't really know how I'm going to do it, but I'm just going to do it. And, um, I think that that was all he needed to hear me say, and he said, well, I'd, I'd like to help you. So it turned out a couple days later, he was flying to Boston for business. And the drummer on the gig was like, oh, Boston, Berkeley's in Boston. You should check that out. It's a contemporary music school. And I'd never heard of it um, because even though I was working professionally as a singer, I didn't have any musical education and neither did either of my parents. Actually, I didn't really read music um, and I didn't understand theory. So I hadn't even heard of the school. And um, three days later, I found myself on an airplane <laughs> on the way to uh, to see Berkeley just for the day. And it, of course, I got there and I was like, OK, well, I don't really and I don't really know how this is all going to work. There had been no details discussed, but um, I knew that I had to kind of figure out a way to get myself there. Um, and then when we got back to Nova Scotia, um, he was driving me, you know, back home and he said, well, here's my proposal. Um, I'd like to send you to school and I know that you can't, you know, pay for it yourself. So I'd like to send you. And, um, if you do really well, then you can pay me back someday. And if not, then don't worry about it. <laughs> so, so basically that, an opportunity of a lifetime just yeah. fell on your lap. <laughs> And my life just changed and it's never been the same since. And I can't imagine if that hadn't happened to me, but you know, in my heart, like I just feel so, I just feel so blessed and so lucky. Um, things were not good before that. <laughs> and they've been really very, they've been excellent ever since. So 
I'm a lucky girl. The thing with Berkeley is that it is very much a prestigious school and it does open up a lot of doors. And then from there as well, it gives you the opportunity to make contacts in the industry to help you along. Um, sure. I mean, it's always going to be difficult because any, again, any creative endeavor is you got to struggle and fight for it. But this really must have helped. Like, I mean, if I'm looking at the list of the people that you perform with, I'm assuming many of these because of Absolutely. Berkeley. I mean, we got Paul Simon here. We got Herbie Hancock, Gloria Estefan, Linda Ronstadt. And those um, are just people that I happen to be lucky enough to be on stage with through one Berkeley event or another. And so you always sort of doctor your bio just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you make it sound like everybody does this. And yeah. I'm just going to admit it. That's, you know, it's not like I ever hung out with Paul Simon. No, no. But, you know, I was um, on stage with him and <laughs> I sang backgrounds for, you know, uh, Gloria Estefan on stage at a Berkeley event. And then if I look at a lot of the, I graduated in 2008 and, um, one of my good friends works for the Jay Leno show and used to work on American Idol um, for Ricky Minor and Carmen, who I saw that you interviewed, yep. has just blown up and gone completely viral in the last week or two. Um, and I know both Amy and Nick. And so there's like like one or two degrees of separation. You know, it's just really amazing to see everybody there. And not only just what I learned and I the, the tools that I got to express myself as an artist and to communicate with other artists um, through my musical education, but just the networking and the, the amazing people and the opportunity that has has come from me being able to be in that place. And I think you're selling it down a little too much. Regardless of whether you you know, we're singing a duet or just background with Paul Simon, you shared a stage <laughs> and yeah, you, would, cool. <laughs> you would not have been able to do that if yeah. you did not have the talent or the voice to back it up. You know what I mean? Uh, so I would not sell any of that down. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And I could point to a lot of people who would kill to be able to put that kind of thing on their resume. Now, let's move away from Berkeley now, though, and touch on some of the work that you've been doing. You mentioned sure. your album, the one that was released recently, but that you worked on a while back, and that's Misfits. And this one here, though, I'm, I'm blown away by the fact that it is, although the profits for this, you are donating to charities. What brought this on? <laughs> I Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I don't really know what brought it on. I am... Um... Well, I knew it was going to be my first release and it wasn't like I was going to make a million dollars off of it anyway. So, and also I actually, I, I suppose I do know what it brought it on. Um, I really wanted to give back in some way and because I'm not making, you know, a lot of money and I can't, uh, because of what was done for me and, and the, the kindness and generosity, generosity of someone that sent me to school and changed my life. And I was like, what can I do? I haven't made it. I'm not famous. I don't haven't sold millions of records. What can I do to sort of give back? Um, because I'm not able to pay him back in this way. So that was a way for me to be able to do that. Um, and just, I, I have this church gig that I do, um, not every Sunday, but there's a gospel choir at this church in downtown Boston that I'm a part of. Um, and I was sitting in church, like, I guess over a year ago now. Um, and I, I'm not particularly religious myself, but I was just there on this gig. And I don't know, they were talking about um, the outreach program at this church because it's right downtown and there's a large homeless community that comes in and um, a lot of the the 
the ministers there or whoever, the clergy there, they work with these homeless people. They're always talking about charity. And I just was sitting there and I, it just occurred to me while I was sitting there that that's what I needed to do was to donate the profits. Um, and then I had to figure out where I was going to, which charities I was going to choose. And it, I, at first I didn't really think about choosing two, but I realized that, you know, Canadians are going to want to see it go to a Canadian charity. And Americans are going to want to see it probably go to an American charity. So that's why I diced it up that way. And it's it's actually not that difficult to keep track of because they do keep track of it in, on iTunes as well. So I once again, I think you're underselling yourself here when you're saying you didn't think that it would do that well. <laughs> so why not? What's the big deal? And I think that when you are a struggling artist and when you're first starting off and you are looking at how am I going to be able to carry this momentum forward so that every coin that I earn, I can then put towards the next project and carry it over to the next and so forth to be able sure. to say, no, this one here, I'm going to give back because somebody gave to me. I think that's incredible. I think I would love to see many other people do that. And see, I, I believe in charities a lot. My wife and I make absolutely certain every year that we are donating you know, sizable amounts to cancer society, mm -hmm. especially in different charities and whatnot. So when I see other people doing likewise, especially for, again, something like this, where you're starting off, you have no money. Let's be honest. If you're anything like yeah. <laughs> many of us who do creative <laughs> endeavors, you got no money. Mm -hmm. And here to say, OK, money's going to be coming in, but I'm going to take every penny of it and put it towards charities. I, I, I can't say enough. I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Well, you know, it's interesting that it's kind of come back because, of course, <laughs> um, now to fund my next record, I'm, I'm, you know, fundraising for it like so many other independent artists. Um, and there have been people that have been moved um, by the fact that I was willing to donate to the American Cancer Society, who I know have actually donated more money to my next project because of that, which wasn't something I was anticipating happening. Uh, but it's just, it's kind of interesting. You can literally see the karma. Like I, it's, it's been a very feel good sort of thing. Oh, um, definitely. I'm very blessed. It, I'm very blessed. I've just been fortunate. Well, so. it's, it's, again, it's, if you have the opportunity of supporting someone and you know that that person is a good person that wasn't trying to manipulate people's emotions by doing something like this, but just wanted to do something nice, then you're going to get that karma back and people are going to then want to help you. So more power to you. Now you are working on the new album and is mm -hmm. it still, I'd read on your blog that it was, you were looking at this summer working on that. Is it, it's that's really going to have to, it's going to have to be, uh, whenever I get enough money. Um, and I'm looking, I actually make, I make the most, the majority of my money in the summer slash fall because I am a wedding singer on the side. Right. So that's wedding season. And we just kicked it off last night with a, I played a wedding in Chatham on Cape Cod, but, uh, I know that by come fall, I will have had the opportunity to sock some away um and hopefully you know now i'm about to release this first single in my first video and hopefully that will help my fundraising campaign as well so realistically i'm looking at um like october i think but you know um we'll just see i i really don't want to cut corners so i'm just going to like i'm going to make every effort i can to make it happen by that point in time but i'm just gonna you know make sure that I do it right. 
Well, not just that, but that can give you a little bit more time to work out the songs as well. Do you have all of the music written out for it yet? No, I, I'm still writing, actually. I'm constantly writing. I've written a lot of music this year. I'm still writing. I'm sure between now and October, there'll be a multitude of other songs that come up. And uh, I've recently started writing with this other songwriter named Jared Salvatore. And we seem to make a really good songwriting team. So actually, there definitely will be a couple songs on the record that will be co-written, probably with him. Um, and we'll just see. I think, you know, the more writing you do, then the more options you have. And hopefully you have a stronger roster of songs. Because I really believe that the song is the song is everything <laughs> yeah so. well and not just that but again from now until then even if you've written most of the music it will at least give you the opportunity to be playing it a lot all right sure. in addition to the the wedding work that you're doing are you doing any gigs and pubs and whatnot yeah um i actually just have this amazing group of people that um I, i'm working with with my original material uh, my band and we just sort of started gigging again I've had various incarnations of an original project over the last few years. So um, I just, I'm so confident finally in like, you know, having my music together and having myself together. And then now all this, this conglomeration of other people have come together and they're actually in town and they, you know, they have time, they have time for me and my music. And so I've started booking. Um, I've started trying to book a lot of stuff, not just in Boston, but around New England, because I'm excited. I'm really excited about my project. And I feel like finally it's starting to, you know, starting to move. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Do you have any mm -hmm. gigs coming up that you want to uh, let people know about? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm playing May 5th on this Thursday at 10 p.m. It's free at the Middle East Corner with my friends, The Ground Up, that's their band. And uh, on uh, the 17th of May, which is a Tuesday, um, at Tommy Doyle's at 10 p.m. And that's um, in Harvard Square in Cambridge. Fantastic. Okay, well, thank you very much for taking the time. I do appreciate it very much. And uh, I wish you the best of luck with everything that you're doing. You're a phenomenally talented person, but on top of that, you just appear to be so goddamn nice. Well, you're so sweet. You look at you. You're so sweet, too. Thank you so much, dear Roger. And uh, I really do appreciate, um, you know, just you helping out all of us artists. It's really hard to get it out there. So thanks for thanks for that. We really appreciate it. Sometimes I wonder why life is so tough Sometimes I get so lost Down inside myself That I cannot find my way back out When I'm itching in
to take a moment to thank Rebecca for being on the show. Though we had some initial issues with getting the interview, all my fault, she was patient, kind, and an absolute darling to sit and chat with. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Vinyl Experience. Now, if you're an unsigned or indie musician and would like to be featured on the show, send an email to thevinylexperience at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. For any questions or comments, you can email me or you can shoot me a tweet at twitter.com slash vinylexperience. Make certain to stop by the site at thevinylexperience.com for full show notes and links to Rebecca's sites. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. On your cheek, I wanna feel your green eyes on me. Wanna know the strength in your breath as it leaves your lips, and I.
Oh, I know my 